recording this as a podcast. All right. We're back. <laughs> what is up, everyone? Um, it's been a minute. I am Skylar Holzman, um, WVBR Sports Director, and uh, this is the podcast version, so obviously not live, of Big Red Banter, our specialty sports show. Um, I am joined, as usual, except non-person this time, because we're all in different places uh, coincidentally, also in New York, um, my <laughs> boy across the tri-state area. Right, please, guys. What's uh, what's going on? Who are you? I know who you are. Maybe not. <laughs> well, what's up, guys? This is Jake back here over Zoom to try and you know talk some sports and have some fun. We're gonna see how this goes. We're gonna try some new stuff as well, but I'm ready for it and let's have some fun. Yeah. What's up, guys? Mike Seitz here, quarantining in Long Island, the epicenter of the coronavirus. Zooming and booming, zooming and booming. That's all I have to say. Man, the word wizard is back. <laughs> Wasted no time. It took, him, it took him like, I think if that was a run-on sentence, I think that took him like, like, no, that was a run-on sentence. It took him one sentence to get one that. One sentence for him to just knock it out of the ballpark. All I, all I need is one sentence. <laughs> oh my god no, I'm a one sentence kind right. of guy I'm a one sentence kind of guy <laughs> dude oh my god I, I actually I, I'm i pretty much the opposite especially when it comes to text like I'll send um, I, I'm one of those people that sends just like an absolute string of oh, like yeah. 10 to 12 because that's how I talk yeah. you know exactly yeah. and people like, are like why are you sending me four different messages it's like did you read it or not <laughs> Right. I remember, I remember one, okay, this is a weird, quick, really quick antidote. An- <laughs> antidote? Anecdote. What? I'm thinking about We're fine. Antidote. <laughs> Still thinking about the virus. Um, one time, <laughs> I was in, when I was in, um, in high school, uh, my cross-country team, uh, we were like, we were, I don't know, some local person from like a local newspaper, like, came and interviewed our team, like, to see how we were doing at one of our meets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they interviewed me, and I, like, answered their question and when it was published it was just a run-on sentence it was like this and this and this and I was like I don't I didn't know you you like that's how you picked it up like did you add periods in the middle you know what I mean <laughs> I can't just the editor said get one sentence from the kid <laughs> I'm I'm a little I'm still a little salty I still have the article up I, I read it every once in a while just to remind myself that I still need to work on my English skills <laughs> 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 Gotta keep the motivation going. All right. That was a great anecdote. <laughs> now let's Not talk about some deportes. Let's oh a little Spanish lingo there. Like <laughs> eighth grade um chemistry teacher I always used to say for some reason. Um all right. Uh let's let's um I guess let's get into it. Um we'll have more uh we'll have mostly pro sports news, um, a little bit of Cornell stuff when we hear it. Um and we're gonna be adding some new segments. Uh, hopefully not subtracting any, maybe for today, but then we'll get back on it. Um, and just like try stuff out and see how, uh, see how everything's going. Yeah. Um, different times, different segments. We're having fun yeah, with it. We hope you have fun too. Yeah. Dude, just keeping it interesting, man. Yeah. Just, just stay woke. Um, so, uh, so in terms of Cornell hockey, um, I think every, every time we've done the show, there's been news and, uh, this is no exception. Um, over the goal line, uh, Cornell university women's ice hockey podcast hosted by, Finley Frechette, um, a junior, now rising senior on the team, um, they're still producing episodes. She's still putting out episodes. Um, and so 
please check that out. Um, she did one uh, as a crossover. She interviewed someone from the uh, women's lacrosse team, which she is also on. Um, and so, yeah, she's still doing episodes and hopefully potentially maybe we'll get to uh, collaborate in the future um, with her as well. So fingers crossed, fellas. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Who uh, knows what's going to happen? Um, but go check that out. Um, also, um, the National Women's uh, Hockey League, they had their draft, and Amy Krulu, our own Amy Krulu, senior, uh, graduating senior, was drafted eighth overall by Toronto. So that is Let's go. Um, we got a pro hockey player in our freaking midst. So many guys, more professional athletes. This is wild. Now, no one knows when they're going to be able to play. Because <laughs> who knows? But they're on the team. Get that, get that money. Drafted, yeah. Imagine yeah. how much clout must be around you get when you get to say oh yeah i was drafted yeah yeah oh my god that that's oh that's been that was that's been my dream forever and you know <laughs> but um exactly dude and now <laughs> we just i mean we were like number one ranks because even despite you know like having to be voted on ranks and stuff like that and yeah. like, clearly our team is elite no other word and now yeah. we're getting professional recognition in the oh, draft yeah. Wait and we got, we'll have people in the Olympics, probably. Like, we'll have... Depending yeah. on when they happen. <laughs> if they ever happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just... Imagine an Olympics with no fans. Think about that. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. What is that? What is a lot that of money would be lost, that's for sure. Oh, my God. That's got I bet they have, like, like fan reactions and fan watch parties on, like, big screen. Uh, during the <laughs> yeah, the Jumbotron is... Zoom. to see. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering... Because I know for the uh, – oh, we'll get into the NFL draft later, but I know they had, like, representatives from each team's fan base, like, you know, like – That's so people, cool. Which is dope, which is kind of dope. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. Um, so that's a – One designated fan. <laughs> yeah. One. <laughs> like, pick pick your, mo- your best hype, man. <laughs> also, the hype or, like, the clout that we're going to say, yeah, like, I represent America – like the entire country, I'm like American. I am the fan base of America right here. <laughs> That'd be kind of dope. Wait, we gotta, wait, Mike, tell us about some Cornell lacrosse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cornell lacrosse guys, it's it's been quiet um, for one of the nation's one of the nation's top programs in the country. And you know, we finished again, just to remind everybody, uh, number two, ranked number two in the nation. So no small feet there. But most recently, there was a big happening in the world of lacrosse. Huge rumblings I'm talking about, gentlemen. Okay. So this this longtime head coach of Johns Hopkins lacrosse, Dave, uh, his, his coach, Pet, coach Petro. Just call him Coach Petro. Forget about his whole name. Coach, coach Petro. Petro. All right. <laughs> He's been coaching at Hopkins. He was coaching there for decades. And before he got to Hopkins, he was actually at Cornell for three years. Okay, big time. Hopkins, although it's been a great program historically, tried to send the best talents from across the country. Past couple years, I don't know, man. The Blue Jays, they've been uh, in a slump. So, the rebuild phase. (laughs) In quotes. In the time, in the time, Hopkins coached, and the team parted ways. Long time oh. coach. I mean, this guy coached there for decades. He's legendary. Wow. So, you know, Ian opens up a big head coaching spot. 
Yeah. And everybody around across the world is like, oh, like, who are they contacting? This head coach from this program, this head coach from this era. Right. And, of course, the Cornell head coach, Peter Milliman, was contacted. And I of will course. have you say, there's, there's deeper underlyings here because Ooh. the athletic director for Hopkins has some also, like, some Cornell experience. So she, uh, this woman, Jen Baker, used to uh, be at Cornell not too long ago within this in the 2010s, I think, and she founded the Big Red uh, Leadership Institute, and she also served as like an associate athletic director. And, you know, she was also volunteering uh, on the women's lacrosse team, like coaching there. So, you know, if you put all of this together, she came in contact with, you know, lacrosse coaches, made some great relationships, whatever, right. went over to Hopkins, all of a sudden this head coaching job opens up. Who's the first one you think she called? You tell me. We about, our, we about to lose our coach. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> we lost our coach, gentlemen. We lost. Peter so crap. <laughs> Peter Milliman is a Blue Jay. Now, no. that might be bad news. Well, that might be bad news for you. I got a positive news for you because. Thank all God. right. Brighten my day, Mike. The two assistant coaches that we have are have just been promoted, I guess. Uh, Connor yeah. Busick. So, Connor Busick, this guy, and Jordan Stevens. So, Jordan, I want to give Jordan some credit, too. Yeah. They're both class of 2015, Cornell Lacks. Amazing guys. Wow. Okay. Connor, he's a pro now, but he went back to Cornell Johnson after he graduated in, in 2015 to do his MBA. Wow. He had, he had everything lined up. This guy's a smart kid. He, he's, he's a great lacrosse player. Like I said, he's a pro. But those guys, you know, they can only make so much. But he had this, like, Wall Street job lined up. He had his MBA. He's ready to go. And he's like, you know what? coach is going to offer me an assistant coach uh, position on the team I'm going to take it so he, wow. threw, he threw all his Wall Street Damn. prospects away I mean he thought it was an NBA no one's going to take it away from him but he he moved into this coaching assistant coaching job so now that our head coach is that's passion for Cornell yeah oh my God. he's the head coach now he's the head coach now so again he's a relatively young alumni class 2015 his brother Griffin who just graduated this year yeah who's a senior He's a beast, a true beast. Um, different players, though, but Connor is, is definitely someone who has, uh, you know, an offensive mindset. This guy, the new head coach I'm talking about, he's the all-time scoring midfielder in Cornell Lacks history. Wow. So I, I expect some more goals galore in, in the coming season. Yes. Hey. Wow. That's Very time. excited. That's Very actually a cool excited. story. It's really cool to hear, like, someone really sort of, like, sacrifice a lot to come back and really show like big red passion you love to hear it and i wish him nothing but the best for his future with the program and i'd love to see what he's got gonna what we're gonna get going here so yeah that'll be fun that's big time and um and that's our cornell coverage for today Um, (laughs) (laughs) moving on to pro sports in which you might be shocked to hear that a lot is actually happening in the pro world. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. So let's um let's start off with the uh, with basketball, Mike. This was uh this is your forte, as uh, people say these days. What better way to start off, gentlemen, with the most successful documentary of all time? I'm talking wow. about. St- wow. Old statement. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm talking more successful than Tiger King, and we all know what kind of fandom that was. Oh God. The last dance. <laughs> The Last Dance has captivated U.S. audiences around the nation 
for the past couple of weeks, I think we're six episodes in to, uh, on Sunday. I think there's already yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Sunday they yeah. drop two, right? They drop two. Mm-hmm. So it's been, if you don't know, if you haven't heard, the bird is a word. The bird is not a word because Larry Bird, it's not about him. It's about Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's, about, it's about the Chicago Bulls. It's about their 97, 98 season. Right. It's their last championship they won together, uh, the, the sixth uh, with Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. And mm-hmm. basically a big compilation of behind the scenes access, exclusive uh, access and quotes and filming that you have never seen before. The story has never been told and it's great. It is great. I, I, I love that. Um, MJ is just like the stories, the stories coming out of the show are just blowing my mind. Like the behind, like I, to be honest, like I've been following coverage. I haven't really seen it. But like the the reactions by people, people are just shocked to know like some of the behind the scenes stuff that was going on. Yeah, at that time. it's sparking a lot of online debates. You know, you see a lot of the younger fans going like, "Will LeBron's all this?" And then you, of course yeah. the LeBron and Jordan <laughs> debate comes up. And no disrespect to either of those players, but obviously if you were born in the LeBron James age, you're going to defend LeBron James more than Michael Jordan. So. Oh, I'm in the LeBron James age. I'm a, I'm a Michael Jordan guy. He's he's the goat. There's no debate. Oh. Michael Jordan oh. is the goat. Wow. Hey, yeah. We could do an entire episode on why I think you're wrong. Um, whoa, 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 <laughs> we'll whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. <laughs> Scott, you got to tune in to The Last Dance, my friend. You haven't watched I, it. Enough. You got to tune in. I will in. check it out. And if I, if I have to eat my words like I have to, like I've had to do on the show in the past, I'm going to be disappointed. But um, – I will tune in, and then we'll let you know if that's a that's an argument that we're gonna. As have. a betting man, I smell a potential for a gamble here, and I really want this to happen. Maybe maybe next episode, <laughs> maybe at the end, we'll we'll we'll, rec- we'll come back to this. But uh, I don't know. I'm liking what I'm hearing, but I'm also I like, like, oh boy, I like this. I like this. Um, <laughs> I I will say. Um, I mean, obviously, like all this cover surrounding uh, MJ. Uh, apparently, his agent said he'd average fifty to sixty points in the NBA today per game. Um. Holy cow. <laughs> no. Nope. No. No. Oh. What no. do you think, Mike? You think no, about 50. I think he could average at least 30, but not 50. Right. I That's think 50 is crazy. 50 is like if he was eight feet tall. Like it's Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> playing in against like five, eight white guys in this in like the 30s. <laughs> you know? He was playing against, you know, guys. My oh wait, no, I'm. We're all six eight two eighty. So never mind, never mind. But like, right, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get that in there. Yeah, gotta get height, that in there somehow. You know, shockingly, our height and weight have not changed throughout this entire. No, I actually show. been bulking up. Quarantine. I have my home gym. I've been bulking up a little bit. I'm up to uh, six four two seventy five now. Oh, oh baby. Oh, Game we, we saw we saw your home gym, by the way. We did we, see your home gym. It's really nice. It's so pimped out, dude. Oh, my God. You have, like, red lights, like, surrounding the walls. You know what I mean? You got that, like, you got that Big red, man. Lighting. <laughs> <laughs> right in the zone. Oh, my God. This is a nice right, Mike, game. what else we got going on in basketball? Um, oh, we oh, – the Linsanity coverage. Wait, Mike, you been, you been following that a bit? Yeah, so MSG Network's. Uh, New York, and you guys get this too, I assume, mm-hmm. but they've been running uh, the classic Linsanity game, so I'll get into this more later, uh, or later on, excuse me, but it's been a pleasure to watch the the majesty of Jeremy Lin in a Knicks uniform 
you know, it, he was a not a one game wonder, but a ten game wonder. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it's great to relive those those moments of my childhood. Oh my god! Even though the Knicks were were had no chance of winning a championship or anything, <laughs> it's been great. It's been great. It's been I great. uh, I I it turns out I didn't realize this. I know, actually, I didn't realize this until they like coined it Linsanity. But it turns out I was at the um his first game, the first game of Linsanity against the Nets. Not no, not many people know this. In fact, I'm not sure that anyone at Cornell knows this. But I was there with my friend uh, the night he dropped 25 uh, against the Nets to start Linsanity. I, I mean, wow. I don't want to be that guy. There's also no way to prove this on a podcast. But like Pixar didn't happen. You know what? <laughs> You're right. Screw you, but like you're right. I, sorry, but like not sorry. <laughs> I mean, I could say anything. I could say I was at Game Six of the 1986 World Series, and they're like, "Well, birth certificate or it didn't happen." You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I I love the coverage, and he's he seems to be doing well. The other, um, I don't know, Mike. Wait, also, Mike, did you see the uh, the quote from Steve Kerr on the Warriors? Um, I did not tell me what the they're, uh, they're apparently in off season mode, basically treating it as if the season's over, which it very well might be. Um, and uh, and then LeBron, and apparently there's been some news about how like oh you know maybe some of the GMs want like the season to end so they can, like focus on the off season like you know keep their players safe and then you know start the season again when everyone's in shape. Um, and LeBron uh, tweeted out he's like no you're wrong we all want the season to happen um, and so I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. It's kind of a thing that's happening with all sports, especially ones that were cut in the middle of their season. Like, nobody knows, how can we come back? Do we want to come back? Should we come back? Exactly. And, you know, I mean, obviously NBA was cut mid-season towards the end of the season, but you know what was cut before the season even started? Baseball. Take it away. Exactly. Now you're in my wheelhouse. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Actually, I want you to talk a little bit about the because there's been like uh, at least a half dozen return plans, but this is actually one I haven't seen. So uh, talk to me about this. You got like Disney World, the question mark here. Talk yeah. to me about this. Apparently, Disney World is looking like the potential best option for return where they'd have to keep every, – so they'd have to test every player like consistently. They'd have to keep them uh, in hotel rooms so like they wouldn't be able to go anywhere else. Mm. Um, and there would be no fans. Uh, but I think Disney World is, like, maybe the place to do it. And honestly, like, I've been to the complexes down there um, when I've been in, you know, I've gone to spring training. Um, and, you know, I've been in that area. They're nice. They're really nice. It's warm. <laughs> it's Florida. Okay. It's also Disney. Like, I mean, you know, I, if, I, if they were allowed to open the parks – Maybe just let the players like go on like the whole ride. <laughs> you just or something. see like like forty five players from one team just like guys want to go to the Epcot Center? No, <laughs> I want to go on. I want to go on Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I would love to see. I would love to have that blogged. But like most of all, I think it's a decent plan. Like, I don't know. I don't know about anyone else. There's a lot of different plans. They're all like messes with divisions. I've heard that there's one where they just sort of like American League and National League is not no longer a thing. You're only playing the teams that are in like the East region or the Central region or the West region. I don't know. I've heard that they might be using spring training facilities in Arizona and Florida, and you only play teams that are in your spring training division. There's like a million different plans that they all involve like, all right, you can only go between the facility and the hotel and you have to get tested. Yeah. It, it, 
really like the MLB and the commissioner's office and a lot of people around the MLB, like reporters have been saying, a lot of people are confident that the season is going to come back. It's just a matter of how. Yeah. Big old question mark there. So, yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, so I actually haven't been following this MLB The Show tournament, but I have. <laughs> I saw the bracket recently, and you got your own Jeff McNeil in there. Skyler's mm. talking about that. Let's go. Let's go. I also admittedly have not really been following the actual games themselves, but again, <laughs> if there's Mets news, I'm on it. So uh, apparently Jeff McNeil is in the semifinals versus Blake Snell, a pitcher Cy Young winner. Cy- Snell won in 2018, I think, yeah. Yes. Tw- the 2018 Cy Young winner, yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, Jeff McNeil, the Mets' own utility man, very special <laughs> dude. I met uh, his wife and uh, his dog. At That's right, at spring training, Yeah, which I heard about on this show. That's how magical this show is. The show, just the connections are overwhelming, okay? You got to listen exactly. to all this. You got to, you got like, you're going to be shocked. <laughs> we should also mention that MLB The Show is a baseball video game. I feel like we forgot to mention that. <laughs> so the players have been weird. doing like a, instead of obviously playing real games, they've been like they started a whole like uh, MLB wide tournament about like on this video game, and like one person per team represented the team and stuff like that. So yeah. it's McNeil and Snell in the finals. That'll be pretty cool. In the in the in the, in the semis, I think Joey oh, semis, Gallo okay. and then someone else uh, is in or in the. Um, the semis as well. Oh but, yeah, um, I think it's the it might be the Pirates guy. I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I don't know the name, but it's the Pirates guy. Just take take over. The guy from Pirates. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Although, so that's obviously like you know the video game. We mm-hmm. got some real games going on. That's we true. do, yeah, in China and in Korea. Talk to me about uh, the Chinese league a little bit if you have any information on that. Um, I just know what's happening. The Chinese Professional Baseball League is going on right now, and. Uh, they uh they have they're having games and no fans, um but they can still you know do their do their sellies or celebrations you know there's some dude who already has seven home runs he's leading the world in home runs. Uh, that's how we're it right now. There you go. Now now's the time to turn it on. I mean, all, what are the scouts <laughs> going to be watching? Chinese is on. I'm tuning in, I'm tuning in and looking at some potential prospects for my team. Yeah, exactly. Percent. I like I haven't watched any of the games, but like it's cool to see highlights and know that you know like sports is still going on somehow. Yeah, there's something there's something out there. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the the South Korean league, which a lot of older and ex MLB players are playing in, that's returning Tuesday the fifth. Oh, I believe. I'm not sure if Adam Jones, the old Orioles slugger, I'm not sure if he is in the Japanese league or the South Korean league. But either way, that's an MLB, that's definitely a legitimate MLB caliber player. And he's yeah. not the only one in these leagues. Like these are leagues that deserve to be taken pretty seriously. So oh, yeah. one's starting up, one's already started up in China and South Korean league is starting up in on Tuesday. So yeah. there's legit baseball to be watched, and yeah, that's pretty big, exciting. So this is big time. Yeah, people yeah. people can like resurrect their career, start their career. Like I don't know, just have have fun with their yeah. career. Like in these in these uh, in these leagues. So like, mad respect to them. But you, but uh, you know, still some uh, still some shady stuff going on All right. uh, over here in the United States. So I believe we're talking about the Red Sox scandal in quotes. I yes. have. So, <laughs> There's a lot there's a lot of questions and a lot of weird things to talk about with this, but I'm going to try and keep it short and simple. So in the 2018 and 19 season, the Red Sox had their video room guy, JT Walker, basically decoding signs in the middle of the game, which is illegal as of 2017, Right. when the MLB caught a bunch of teams doing these things. And the Red Sox were already kind of on 
like a parole kind of thing, you know, right. because they were caught with the whole Apple Watch scandal like a year and a half ago. Right, so, right. But what ended up happening was this guy in the video room would be decoding signs during regular season games only, and he would relay the decoded signs to the dugout, and the dugout would relay the sign to the guy on second base, if there was a guy on second base, and then the guy on second base would, <laughs> you know, relay that information to the hitter. <laughs> Exactly. So it's definitely like in comparison to that big old Astros cheating scandal, definitely nowhere near the same scale. But they broke the rules and they know it. Yeah. Actually, some of them didn't, apparently. Um, in an interview that and in the investigation the MLB did, apparently half of the players in the dugout either didn't know what was legitimately going on. They were just kind of told, like, oh, this is the sign. We got it totally fair. Or right. they just didn't know that using the video room mid game was completely illegal. Huh. Which is kind of embarrassing for either the players because they don't know their own rules or the team for not informing their players and staff of the rules because the staffer has been like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. This was totally fine when it's definitely <laughs> not and that's your job. Right. And it's kind of disappointing for the MLB because in 2017, the MLB caught a bunch of teams, including the Yankees and Red Sox, stealing signs electronically which wasn't necessarily illegal at the time because there was no rule against it. But then the MLB said, all right, this is bad. No, we're doing that. If you get caught, your general manager and manager will be held accountable. Yeah. This was said verbally by Rob Manfred and is a legitimate rule in the MLB rule book. Yeah. I... And what ended up happening was obviously with the Astro scandal, the GM and manager were punished, but not during this Red Sox scandal, which I find kind of hypocritical. That's because flag. although it was kind of like a one-man show with this guy in the replay room, J.T. Walker, I think his name was. Yeah. I get it. He should, have, he should definitely be punished. But the whole idea of saying, look, the manager and general manager will be held responsible yeah. is that it's incentive to not break the rules. Right. And even if your general manager and manager knew what was going on or didn't, they're the ones being held responsible, and they're the ones who should make it known that this is the rule. Don't break it. Yeah. No, and yeah, agree. That's, so that's, uh, they also lost some draft picks, like their second round draft pick for a year. Like, what? Yeah. So I, honestly, I don't blame a lot of the Red Sox players, even though I'm a Yankee fan and would usually hop on any opportunity to crap on Red Sox players. I honestly blame the Red Sox front <laughs> office and I blame the MLB for just not communicating about yeah. the rules. And no, then, I, I, it I, happens. Their punishment is like nothing. So honestly, the Red Sox kind of like got away with this completely. Yeah, me, no, so. I, I agree. Like, I remember uh, when, when I used to play baseball, like, uh, sometimes the coach would be like, okay, like, if you're on second base, like, look at the catch or see if you can, if you can pick up the signs, right? Exactly. Like, you, you either, like, put your hands on your knees uh, for a fastball, hands on your hips for, like, a, a, like a curve or something like that. You know what I mean? So, like, mm -hmm. that's, like, that's pure. That's what mm -hmm. you should be able to do. Because that's you, know you the player, who was like, oh, I think I know this sign. I'm going to try and help my better. There was no camera or electronics involved. That's you just picking up the sign because they didn't want to change their signs. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's um, it's kind of a whack situation. And uh, I don't mean needs to figure out his punishments, um, you know, which they'll probably do after they figure out if anyone can ever play baseball again. Yeah, um, I mean, I get it. There's a lot going on <laughs> in the commissioner's office right now. But at the same time, you literally said, I'm holding general managers and managers accountable for any yeah. sign stealing scandal. And then one happens and you don't do that. Straight so down. I think the MLB is really hypocritical here. And I think they're not really discouraging people from stealing signs electronically. I just don't think that's what's happening. They made a really yeah. bad decision there. So yeah, however, that was a, little, that was a little runoff there, but we'll keep going with the baseball. Yeah, no, I mean, I will say, however, they did just punish someone 
So that's, that's definitely what right did. <laughs> a little while ago, we talked about a, Corey, uh, a trade between the Cleveland Indians and Texas Rangers. This was before coronavirus happened. Right. Um, or at least happened in the U.S. at least. Uh, right. This was Corey Kluber was a great pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, two-time Cy Young Award winner. Yeah. And he had a little bit of injury problems in 2018-2019 season, and he was traded to the Texas Rangers for Delano DeShields, a below-average bat and a semi-above-average outfield glove, right. and this pitching prospect, Emmanuel Classe. Emmanuel Classe was supposed to be really good, supposed to have a 100-mile-an-hour single sinker, supposed to be like a really, really, really nice relief pitcher. And now we know why that sinker was 100 miles per hour. Because he was caught using PEDs. <laughs> and he's now punished for 80 games whenever those 80 might happen. And if you're an Indians fan right now, that sucks. That, yeah, that is awful that. because you just traded away one of your best players, like really one of your best players for like next to nothing, regardless of having Class A there or not. And then the better part of this trade with Emmanuel Class A gets suspended because they use PEDs. Yeah. And that really sucks. So I'm really sorry for all Indians fans right now. That that's this is a rough off season for you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's it's Cleveland. Like nothing good ever happens in Cleveland. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I uh, uh, the last piece of LB news, uh, which I literally just read this morning, um, is apparently uh, Barry Bonds uh, said that his baseball IQ was so high that he made sure that all of his record-setting home runs and RBIs and everything were set in San Francisco at his home field. And so he said that, like, if he ever knew he was coming up on a record, he just wouldn't set the record in an away, at an away uh, place. He'd just wait till he got home. And, you know, um, easy to say. It's kind of cool. You it's kind of stupid, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of stupid. Um, and he's like, you know, these are my, uh, you know, these are my, this is my house. Like, it's my fam. Um, you know, and that's easy to say. Yeah, I was going to say, like, isn't he, like, shooting up extra then? To do <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, extra I'm going to break the record back today. Home. And then he's just like, yeah, he just has, like, a big, long deal. He's like, yeah, I'm going to break it today. <laughs> like, he's like, he control what he's doing is. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool because it's like, oh, yeah, you get you, you bring a show for the home fans, which is fun as a fan. But it's also kind of like, really? Yeah. Really? I can't. Bro, like, he won. I can't. He won seven MVPs. Oh my God! Like, it's. Yeah. I can't believe he used steroids because his career is like off the charts. If you read, oh the yeah, over seven hundred and fifty career home runs. He had like a thirteen hundred OPS for like five seasons straight. Crazy. One yeah. one season he got walked like two hundred and thirty. Yeah, because nobody wants to pitch to this guy. Nobody. Oh my God. Yeah. Well. Um. Anyway, I mean, his head looks like a freaking squash, but you know, <laughs> that's what roids does to you. Right. I mean, yeah, congrats to him on uh, shooting up every day. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess uh, gave the fans uh, what they wanted. So Yeah, he gave the fans a show while he could. Good for him, I guess. It's all right. He'll never be in the Hall of Fame. Actually, maybe he will. I don't really know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. His numbers, His numbers speak for themselves sometimes. Sometimes That's a debate for a different time. Right. <laughs> That's going to go on with our, uh, with our MJ Braun argument, I think. Exactly. Um, I am putting my airplane in because the audio on my computer – sometimes just taps out okay uh, okay give me a thumbs up when you're good all right there we go okay cool, cool, cool. um all right uh so let's move on to the nhl a little bit of news right. there there's there's not that much to talk about here but enough so um 
again, the NHL kind of has a similar problem as the NBA. But they need to figure out how to possibly pick up a season. Uh, they left, and there's about a couple months left to play before playoffs. So they need to figure out how to come back. And again, there's a lot of different proposals on how to come back. Um, there's one that was pretty recent where it would they would secure like a bunch of different facilities where uh, like coronavirus isn't necessarily as big a problem as say New York, and um, right. they would have secure facilities and they would just kind of start the playoffs right away which would actually kind of screw the rangers because um the playoff format that is uh talked about in the most recent proposal is the uh top, top six teams uh from each division which would be 24 teams um which is pretty big playoff uh bracket if i'm being honest that, that seems like it'd be like a two month long playoff situation which i mean i guess is cool but you gotta do what you gotta do to finish the season and i respect that but the Rangers are currently seventh in their division and one point back from the Islanders. So that would really hurt me. Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah. That's awful. So <laughs> part of me wants to see hockey happen, playoff hockey happen even. But part of me also thinks that the Rangers, we were on a hot streak-ish. Like, because of Jed had, like, one of the career games, like, pretty much right before the season. Yeah, so wait, Zaban and Jed with the five goals, right? Exactly. Oh so if that God. doesn't start momentum, I don't know what does. And we're only one game back from a potential playoff spot here. So, yeah, mm, that would kind of hurt. But, yeah, it would be bittersweet. It would all be bittersweet if this would have come back differently. Dude, that's real um, tough, man. Oh there's God. also talk with Gary Bettman, the um, commissioner, who was a Cornell grad, um, starting the season next season, the twenty one or the 2020 and 2021 season, instead of starting it in October, which when would be when the season would normally start, starting it in down. December. Like around Christmas time, which yeah. is a little difficult, but you got to do what you got to do. There's uh, again, there's a million talks, but one thing that I find really interesting, especially in particular with the NHL, even though this is kind of happening around all different leagues, is that all these talks of restarting seasons and starting seasons differently is actually kind of giving the players' association and players themselves a lot more like legal bargaining power. Because if the players' association or just big name players in general say. I don't think it's safe or I don't want to, I don't want to do this to my family. I have a high risk family member, which is very reasonable and very rational reason to not go and play. Um, they, this is actually a really big bargaining chip for players because they don't like, even if the NHL comes up with a, a nice plan that gets approved by like referees association and the commissioner's office, the players can just be like, I don't want to do this. This isn't healthy. And especially in a league like the NHL, where players kind of have a lot less power in compared to a lot of other sports, this is actually a really interesting thing. This is kind of a huge bargaining chip for players and their legal associations. So keep an eye out for like the NBA Players Association, the NHL Players Association, the MLB Players Association. Keep an eye out for what those organizations end up really deciding. And I wouldn't be surprised if three years down the road, this is a moment that people look on like, wow, this was a time where players kind of took legal power back and that's a really cool thing and that could lead to all kinds of different contracts and different arbitration processes and a lot of really interesting things that could change the business of the sport so keep an eye out for all that stuff the players um and uh speaking of players um <laughs> let's uh, into some football news with the draft talk to me about yeah. this Skyler. nfl draft just went down um and uh i gotta say um it was kind of wild. Um, I, heard, I heard some pretty cool things about it. I heard the Giants and the Jets beefed up their line. That's what I heard. Got beefy. 
They beefed it up. <laughs> Dude, uh, you got to protect the QB because, um, you know, a line sucks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. if you're the Giants, the Jets, it, what doesn't need help? Sorry. Yeah. The, Giant, the Giants got the Giants got this stud out of Georgia as offensive tackle, uh, Thomas. And the Jets, they got uh, Mekhi Becton. Do you, do you hear about this guy? Mekhi? He like a monster. Offensive tackle. Yeah, out of the monster. This guy is like six something, two seventy, almost uh, as tall as us and as heavy as us. <laughs> close. <laughs> close. Yeah. You were close. Um. Dangerously close. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, guys, uh, I I hate to say this. I don't even know. I'm. Uh, my, my tongue is caught here. I don't know if I should even. Let this be go, heard. Go ahead with it. We believe in you. Go ahead with it. We got you. Got it. He's, Come on, son. He's he's six seven, so like an inch shorter than mm-hmm. you guys, but he weighs three hundred and sixty four pounds. Oh my god! Joking me? <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second, dude. That's like heavier than most like American analog scales can handle. <laughs> Two of me. That's like what the heck? In real life, that's more than two of me. That's, that's oh like god. an unstoppable force right there. Right, right. <laughs> oh my god. And oh my he, goodness. Wait, wasn't, didn't he run a 5'11", uh, 40 or something? He can move too, jeez. I got a 5'11". That, that 40. That would be insane. Oh my god. I heard, yeah, you got to check it for, I think, I think he ran something like a 5'11", which is five, like. Yeah, 5'1". Five, five that's crazy. Five eleven, oh yeah, gosh. you're right, exactly right. Oh goodness, Brilliant. at at one sixty, I cannot run that at one sixty. I couldn't run that at one fifty. I couldn't run that at one forty. I couldn't run that at eighty five. Like I have <laughs> never been able to run a forty that fast, and he does it at three sixty four. That's insane. So that's a he was the, heavy, he he was the heaviest guy at the, at the combine too. Yeah. Oh heaviest my goodness. Guy. Jeez, I mean. I gotta say, I mean, like, so, so that that pick, I think, good move for the Jets. Um, I mean, we we and we also have like, you know, Joe Burrow obviously went number one um, to the Bengals, uh, QB at LSU, um, Heisman Trophy winner, probably one of the best seasons, if not the best season of all time, uh, last uh, last year uh, when he won the national championship, um, and uh, no one was shocked. Uh, Chase Young went second to the Redskins. And uh, he's going to apparently wreak havoc forever as long <laughs> as he lives. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to say, biggest bone to pick with this draft was the Packers, Green Bay Packers. Um, I don't know if you guys heard what they did, uh, but, you know, they have a quarterback named Aaron Rodgers who's, like, fine and, you know, won a Super Bowl and, you know, is one of the best of quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Call me more. Yeah, kind of a no-name, you know. Yeah, just, like, low-key, you know, second stringer. Um, who uh, who won a Super Bowl and is perennially one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. And uh, what the Packers did, because uh, their management um, is lacking in brain cells, I guess, um, they traded up in the draft to draft a quarterback who was not the first or second or third, might have been the fourth quarterback off the board, not good. Uh, and apparently they did that to say, uh, hey, Aaron Rodgers, we run this, not you. And um, Aaron Rodgers even, I guess. is pissed. He's pissed. And, I'm uh, pretty upset with that, too. Yeah. I mean, if you're a franchise QB, he's 36. 
Uh, I don't know if he's going to play uh, Brady level like till he's like 45, which is what Brady looks like he's about to do. Um, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Exactly. Because there's one thing to be a great quarterback, but one thing you can't hide is age. And that is a big sticker and a big price tag if I'm Green Bay management. But again, they could have done. You just cut out. Sorry, what did you say? You're cutting out a little bit, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. Oh, Green Bay, again, his age is a big price tag. They could have gone about it a different way. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game, like we said. It should have been handled better, but they do need a quarterback post Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying a replacement because no one can replace Aaron Rodgers. He's he's almost at that Brady plateau. He's not there, but I regard him more with Breeze, um, some other QBs, but he's still a great quarterback. Well, another – the the like most positive way I could see to spin this is maybe Rogers now has extra motivation to keep playing at a higher level because you've got a younger guy who could take your spot if you have a bad game. He should. So, they just said yeah. we have no confidence in you, basically. Yeah. So like you so should. Maybe maybe this is a good opportunity for Rogers to say I'm about to prove you wrong. So and I, I hope I kind of hope for that if I'm being honest. Like all, I'm all for the young talent, but Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it, it's kind of it'd be cool to see you know an older like legacy player kind of prove. A point even late in his career so that'd be kind of cool um last piece of uh last piece of nfl news uh is project 11 mike you want to you want to enlighten us a little bit on that speaking of quarterbacks proving people wrong have you guys heard of alex smith i have not no heard of uh well <laughs> alex, smith. alex smith for those of you who don't know great solid quarterback California natives, went to college at Utah, had a breakout season and career at Utah uh, when Urban Meyer, if you ever heard of him, uh, was coaching Utah. Urban Meyer, who would then go on to coach OSU, of course, Ohio State. Alex Smith then gets drafted number one in the draft, number one pick over who? Over Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) So ironic. Okay. Okay. But... Alex Smith, he's drafted by the 49ers. In his first couple seasons there, the 49ers, he didn't play that great. But he got the chance a couple more seasons on, and he was really playing well. He led them, had a solid winning record. They were playoff bound. But then he got hurt. And he got hurt. It was not too bad. It was a concussion. But in step, an infamous 49er quarterback. Can you guess who it was? As who is who his uh, replacement was? Um, I don't know. You can't name Kaepernick. one 49ers quarterback. Yeah, exactly, Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, you're right. You're right. Kaepernick yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, <laughs> basically, Alex Smith is is leading this team for say three years now, winning record. They're playoff bound, and. All of a sudden, boom, he gets a concussion, misses one game, but that's all it takes for Colin Kaepernick to step up, take his spot, and basically lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl, which they then lost to the Ravens. If you remember, like, the power outage Super Bowl, power went out, lights went out. Yeah. They, lost, yeah. they lost the Ravens. They lost the Ravens, I think, in 2012. And then Alex Smith is like, hey, what the heck? Like, I'm a star quarterback. I was leading this team. You know, he's all pro by this time, and I think or, or he got traded then to the Chiefs, which is a good move, right? Go, to, go play for Andy Reid. 
go lead the Chiefs, take them, take them playoff bound, right? Mm-hmm. And he had a couple great seasons with them. But then what happens? We go back to the draft, right? And who was drafted by the Chiefs? Mahomes. Mahomes, exactly. So then, you know, we're talking Story about arc. now. It's so, it's so ironic with Rodgers that we were just talking about quarterback being drafted now when he's in his still he's still great. I wouldn't say his prime, but he's still performing great as quarterback. So similarly, Alex Smith is performing great, and then this guy Mahomes gets drafted, and obviously we know what happens. You know, the rest is history. Yeah. But if you listen to Mahomes speak about Alex Smith, he attributes a lot of his early career success to Alex Smith. Because Alex Smith is, again, all-pro quarterback. This guy was a methodical competitor, a great talent. So anyway, Alex Smith, again, he, he has to go elsewhere. He lands now, and this is his final landing destination uh, at the Skins, Washington Redskins. And th- this Redskins team has had trouble with quarterbacks. Notably, RG3 was, you know, super injury-prone, whatever just like a, 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 a not, an unrealized talent, I would say, right? Hmm. So Alex Smith gets there. He's starting good, you know. He, he's, he's doing his thing. It's great, but he's still uh, still leading them, right? You guys can hear me? Yeah, yeah, you cut out a lot. Of, yeah, no, yeah, we, we made it out. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing, he's doing oh, fine. He's doing fine with the Redskins. He's doing all right. But then all of a sudden, they're playing the Texans. And if you know, if you guys know, tell me who the number one pass rusher is on the Texans. Exactly, JJ Watt. Killing this trivia right now. Killing this trivia right now. Speaking of massive men, so this guy JJ Watt, all of a sudden is is blitz. They're blitzing the Redskins. Alex Smith does not have a Makai Beston or Skylar Holtzman or Jake Richards or Mike Sykes like <laughs> offensive linemen, and he basically gets sandwiched by JJ Watt and another Texan. And breaks his leg in the most just horrible and gruesome way possible. So this whole yeah, documentary, this whole documentary is basically on his recovery, and it was just so don't don't watch this if you're squeamish, but it was just <laughs> so profound his his journey from a, a pro all pro quarterback. Then he breaks his leg, but then the story doesn't end there. There's a whole bunch of surgical complications and and recovery battles, and it's just such a powerful documentary. He was he was about to die, like straight up. He had flesh eating mm-hmm. bacteria, which were complications mm-hmm. from the surgeries and from oh him. Oh my gosh! You know, he broke his leg, and the bone was sticking out of his leg. I don't even want to go into detail about it. Like it was bad. Um, but uh, he's he like had to like. You know, he's he's just like relearning everything, and he can finally he can run again right now. I don't know if he's gonna come back, but like, yeah, uh, that's a story and a half, bro. Uh huh. At what point, like, what is it worth to come back? Like, right? Is it is it worth risking your life? I don't know. Yeah, that's. Well, hey, that's, guys, clearly got dedication. Getting bounced around everywhere, snapping his leg in half. Still wants to see what's up. Yeah, bro. Um. So. So uh, we definitely check that out. Um, we have a few more, a uh, few more things for you. Um, uh, just, just run through them. NCAA football news: uh, Players can now make money off of their name and likeness, which yeah, is yeah, that fair play, to, fair pay to play act. I can't speak. Yeah, that. I mean, that's also another debate we can maybe come back to in another episode about players making money off their likeness, taking endorsements and sponsorships, but. It was, it's been a law and it's been very legal in California and California schools for about a year now. And now it's working its way towards being a nationwide law. 
so yeah it's i'm glad that it's not just in california anymore for now but um yeah there's there's a lot to be like oh some people believe that college kids are like this is kind of like not really their time to be making money if they want to make money they should go pro some people feel like hey the industry is making a lot of money off of them they deserve their fair cut so yeah there's two sides to this argument we can definitely get into a more debate style thing maybe in another episode but i mean for now i'm i am kind of glad that at least it's consistent across the nation and that players are at least getting paid for working very hard so sure everyone who's listening always remember the ncaa is a corrupt organization and you should not support them always remember that they're always Always they're very corrupt speaking of corrupt organizations (laughs) it was women's national team (laughs) on equal pay (laughs) The U.S. Women's National Equal Pay. Equal Pay. I understand that. Sorry, I cut out a little bit there. It's Zoom. (laughs) Great timing. Um, Equal Pay, their lawsuit was dismissed. Guys, I don't understand. You win two World Cups back-to-back, and you're like, we're not going to – Yeah, like, what else can you do? Um, So, so please, uh, to the judge who dismissed that lawsuit, like, um, if I could say expletives on here – um, they would all be definitely for you. would, yeah. We would, we, it would be for you. Um, please keep fighting uh, for equal pay. Um, and uh, what else? What else do they have to do? Straight up, like, come on. Son. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, listen, it's it's the so they basically the judge had a 32 page decision. I mean, he obviously uh, took some time to to think through this. And while their their unequal pay allegations are dismissed, right? That deals with like the Fair Labor Standards Act, and if I'm not mistaken, the Equal Pay Act. Hmm. So and this is my ILR uh, studies at work here. Legal background but, here. <laughs> but um, the, the violations of the Civil Rights Act is just more, to my knowledge, geared towards treatment, maybe not pay per se, will continue to be argued and, and pushed forward. And they also have the opportunity to appeal the trial, basically for like a retrial or you know, a different court can review it. Uh, so that's also on the horizon. Uh, they've already said they want appeal the case and bring it you're cutting out a little bit mike oh now you're a little bit <laughs> they, they already said they already said that they want to bring the, back the case and appeal it so it, yeah it's, uh, it's, not, it's not over. done not over yeah we yeah. will know you'll see what happens yeah um and then we have a, a one more soccer news a gareth bale mls so What's gareth bale is a welsh wing speedy 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 man playing for real madrid and he had some comments about the MLS. He would be open to playing there in his later years. He talks about how it's definitely an up-and-coming, you know, place to play. And uh, this is kind of proof that even not just people in America are taking the MLS more seriously by the day, but people across the world are. And that's what you love to see, you know. MLS has been known for bringing in older talent and paying them a bunch of money to come play here, like Pirlo, like Beckham, like Ibrahimovic. There's plenty more. But, you know... The world, even younger guys like Gareth Bale, has said like, "Yeah, this is this is looking pretty legit," and that's that's cool. You'll you'd love to see the MLS grow. Jake, do you think like you'll potentially see a Ronaldo Bale link in, in the MLS or no? Ooh, like on the same team or just both in the MLS? Maybe maybe, maybe both in the league. I don't know if Ronaldo would come. I don't know. Maybe if he did, that'd be huge. That would be ginormous. But I don't know. That would that would be a really cool thing to see. I would definitely love to see it. I'm not, I don't want to necessarily, you know, put betting sort of stats on that, but uh, it's not impossible. I'll definitely, I'll definitely say that. 
Mike, I think you're so, muted for a little bit. Oh, no, fair enough, right. brother. No, I did. Fair enough. We'll see what right, happens. Thanks, man. I hope they both come. Listen, I, I want the sport to grow in, the, in America. Exactly. Um, so, so uh, getting too close to the end of our show, a um, couple quick updates. NASCAR is going to be, it looks like, the first sport in the U.S. Um, that is going to be making a comeback. They will have races, uh, I think, on May 17th with no fans is what I heard. Um, honestly, I'm going to watch it because it's something. And yeah, it'll, not, be not ESPN, it'll be something to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I also heard golf is going to have some kind of tournament in June. Uh, with no fans as well. Um, I will not be watching that because it's golf. Yeah. Sorry if you're a golf fan. Sorry, golf. Um, <laughs> sorry if you're a golf fan, but I don't care. Um, so, so um, let's. Uh, we have uh, we have some huge news in boxing, uh, which we've not talked about. I think yet on the show. Um, Mike Tyson, maybe making a comeback to the rink. No, the arena. No, the rink. The, the arena. Uh, the, the ring. Wing. The ring. The ring. There we go. I know. You can't tell when my eyebrow is raised. You've piqued my interest. <laughs> wow. Oh, those are, those are, oh, you can lift one eyebrow. Okay. That's cool. Um, no one else can see best. this, but, uh, that's kind of, I can, I can only do my, uh, my right eyebrow as well. Um, no, right, I can't see right. it. Yeah. Um, so Mike Tyson. <laughs> <Sorry, guys. laughs> we've been staring at eyebrows for the past 30 seconds. All right. We're running out of time. Keep it going. What's going on with Tyson? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, I think he wants to uh, make a comeback, get into the ring, and uh, and start fighting some people, beating the crowd, uh, beating the crap out of some people. Uh, I've seen some videos of him training. Um, he looks sharp. Uh, uh, he's been working a lot. He says, "Yeah, like I'm doing, you know, like a bunch of cardio, doing some uh, some relatively lightweight, you know, like 300 reps of some lightweight." Um, <laughs> I've never done 300 reps of anything combined. Oh yeah, ever in my life. <laughs> um, so that's terrifying but uh he, he wants to box a few rounds and i think he could uh he could take me out um and he could yeah probably... we're six eight two eighty you know we, we yeah. wouldn't be we wouldn't be his easiest fight but you know we'd be we'd be in the middle close to his weight class i don't even know if we'd uh we'd add up uh, we might be a little bit we a little bit too strong i don't know <laughs> i don't know about that i feel like i feel like tyson has had some problems with some bigger guys you know if you ever heard of buster buster douglas True. Yeah. Infamously, uh, ended his winning streak. So listen, we could we could probably take him. He's like what, fifty years old, fifty sixty. <laughs> I don't know. I personally would like to keep uh, <laughs> trash talk. I would I would like to keep my trash talk of Mike Tyson on the lower side of things. That's just me. But <laughs> that's fair. It's valid. Just you for you, you want to take. For, for lack of a better word, you want to take it easy. And speaking yeah, of take, take it, it easy, easy over here. Yeah, take exactly. it easy. Mike Tyson actually has a cannabis company, and Ooh, there's rumors. Nice. There's, there's rumors that it's going to sponsor. There's rumors it's going to sponsor Everton FC in the Prem. What do you guys think about oh, that? Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Although yeah, Everton is really not the team to choose, given that they're pretty pretty bad and have been for the past like four <laughs> or five seasons. But hey, gotta get your foot in the door somehow, I guess. Hey man, just uh, good for you, Mike. Yeah, Tyson. go Mike. Um, and Mike Seitz, but mostly Mike Tyson. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's a uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, he's he's made it profitable. He's, he uh, he grows it out in his uh, cannabis farms out in uh, I guess Cali somewhere. From what I remember, probably Cali. Either that or like Washington. Yeah, 
legal stays. Sounds like I, a great I, I just wonder, like, how much of a factor that's had in his decision to potentially return to the ring. <laughs> you know what? I have my own cannabis company. I'm basically unstoppable. Might as well go back into fighting. <laughs> oh man! So 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 rounding it out. Um, turns out just a just an interesting stat for y'all. Um, the sports industry suspension uh, will cost over twelve billion dollars. Um, of all the sports suspended, that's um, it's a lot of money for those of you uh, who don't have a good sense of money. Um, it's a lot of money. It's <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of money. I, if I misplaced twelve billion, I would be very <laughs> upset. I would also be upset, but I'd also be happy knowing that at one time I did have twelve billion dollars. All right, Mr. Brightside over here. <laughs> it's a great song. Um, so, so, uh, like so white people anthem. <laughs> oh, that's oh my God, Stacy's mom, another one. Um, <laughs> Wait, we're running out of time. We do have one cool news segment, although I would love to talk about white people songs all day long. Um, Good topic, uh, so, so, one of our cooler new ideas is we're going to talk about like older. We have quote historical, but we can just talk about games that we've been watching that might be relatively recent or some older classic games that we've been watching that we just wanted to share. Um, I'll get it started off. I personally watched uh, the 2001 Game 7 of the World Series. Uh, those, that was between the, the relatively new exp- an expansion team, the Diamondbacks, Arizona Diamondbacks versus the Yankees, my team. Um, that was a pretty crazy game. I remember I like turned on <laughs> the game and I remember seeing Kurt Schilling on the mound for the Diamondbacks. I'm like, oh gosh. And then Randy Johnson is in the dugout. I'm like, oh my God, Randy Johnson and Schilling on the same team. That's insane. Those are two nasty, nasty pitchers. I mean, Randy Johnson's probably like the best left-handed pitcher of all time. So, yeah, I, 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 I knew that the Yankees were going to end up losing this game. They lost two to three. And even then, I was like terrified, like, oh, my God, those are some big pitchers. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, and that Diamondbacks team was stacked. I mean, Tom Grace, Luis Gonzalez, Schilling, um, again, Randy Johnson. I mean, that team is amazing. And Luis Gonzalez yeah, yeah. hit that walk-off single against – Mariano Rivera and his nasty cutter. Um, that was upsetting to watch as a Yankee fan. And but you know what? It was a really cool game. I definitely recommend watching it. Final score was two to three. Uh, Diamondbacks. And that was actually a pretty cool thing for the Diamondbacks, given that they were like a brand new team four years ago. They were the quickest to ever win a championship after being an expansion team. So I mean, if you're gonna lose, might as well lose lose to a team that has two just monstrous pitchers. And yeah, that, yeah. So I mean, that was that was a cool that was a cool game to watch, and that was what I watched as my historical game. But what do you? What yeah, do you check guys? out the game. Check out the highlights. Yeah. yeah. What's um? What you got? What you got, Mike? So I spoke on this before, Mr. Lynn, Jeremy Lynn, <laughs> Lynn Sanity. The game of choice that I picked for this segment was a game against the Lakers in the 2012 season, I believe, in which Lynn. Dropped how many points? 38 points. Eight. Ooh. 38 points. And, and actually outdueled the late, the great Kobe Bryant, who had 34 oh points. So it was a remarkable game. Knicks won uh, by a score of 92 to 85, and Lynn outdueled Kobe. Pretty, pretty monumental moment of greatness for Lynn Sanity. But again, he was yeah. a 10-game wonder, so what does it really mean? <laughs> <laughs> ultimately nothing but 
Um, <laughs> definitely check it out. It's uh, he's a sight to behold, man. Oh my god, dude's insane. <laughs> um, and uh, and for my game, I just something I saw the highlights of recently and forgot how just how good a game it was. January fourteenth, two thousand eighteen, Saints versus Vikings, also known as the Minneapolis Minneapolis Miracle, Minnesota Miracle. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, Miracle. Minnesota Miracle. I didn't want to get that. Uh, Minneapolis Miracle. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. A miracle um, of some kind. It was a, a walk-off touchdown from Case Keenum uh, to Stefan Diggs uh, after the Saints went ahead uh, with 25 seconds left in the game in the divisional round of the playoffs. Saints were down 17-0. They came back. They went up 24-23. And, uh, you know, there were like a few seconds left in the game. Case Keenum threw uh, just like a, you know, just a hope to God that this man can catch it, pass. This man caught it, and the Saints, uh, two Saints guys missed the tackle. Dude ran into the end zone, Stefan Diggs. Moved them on to the next round as time expired. And I was at someone's house, actually, when that happened. Uh, I was watching the updates on my phone, and I saw the Saints had went ahead, and I was like, wow, Saints are clutch, man. And then I refreshed wow. the screen one more time, and I was like, wow, what? What? Ex- excuse me? <laughs> Getting more and, uh, constant notifications. Right. Um, that was. Oh my God. That's that. That dude. That's a, that's a game. Just walk, please go watch it. Please go watch <laughs> it. Um, and I believe that will conclude our first podcast episode. Of Big Red Banter. Yeah, yeah. We ran a we ran a little long here, but I think we had some fun with it, and I had a lot of fun. That's for sure. So, thanks for bringing this back, Skyler. I had a lot of fun. Skyler, great time. And I will note that we do have to name drop, name drop the former GM, Mr. Christopher Morales. Yes, we have to. We have to. We have to. A god amongst men, if you will. It's um, tradition, boy. He's uh, he's ex officio for our for our club. We got a new new man, Austin Jones, uh, and we are. I think we will try and do the show biweekly, once every two weeks. I think is our plan. So uh, once we lock down that consistent schedule, expect an episode out every couple weeks. Uh, looks like the hour-long format is probably going to work, and uh, we'll keep adding segments, maybe get some interviews. Just uh, have a good time. I don't know. Yeah, Looks fingers good. crossed for the best, right? Listen, if Austin comes on the show, we should refer to him as Courtside Jones. That's my opinion. All we right. agree. Sure, why not? Screw it. Yeah, let's just try some new <laughs> stuff. We're in quarantine. Um, Love to see it. Um, thank you guys for uh, thank you guys for recording again, hopping back on this train. And uh, I guess uh, this will be us signing off. Yeah, signing off again. I'm really glad that we came back and are getting back into routine with it. So thanks, guys, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah. Give thumbs up on Zoom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Peace, fellas. Later.